How does a man who grew in his teens making fun of God in front of the people who serve God end up serving him? We'll find out. You know, whenever we see somebody doing television or somebody so good at what they do that we, we think about there's nothing else they could do. But what if there was an episode in their life which was opposite of what they're doing? And I mean opposite. Well, today we're going to learn from a gentleman named Calvin Smith what that means because he was not somebody who was destined to be a believer in Jesus Christ. In fact, he was quite opposite of that. But the Lord had a different idea for him. And the idea was very interesting because if ever there was a time when we considered beyond the call, this is that time. Calvin Smith tells us exactly what happened and how it happened in the next half hour. Stay there. The most known, yet most underread book in the world. What is it? It's the Bible. It is known by millions, yet undiscovered by millions. The Bible is a book rich in the knowledge about us and about God. Come along with us as we explore this beautiful book full of God's wonder and discover what it really means to be human. From the first book of Genesis all the way to the last book of Revelation, join us. People determined to know what the Word of God says. For your sample copy of the Bible Discovery Guides, contact us at Bible Discovery, P.O. Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 15668-0150. Or in Canada, P.O. Box 456, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W5G2 or simply go to www.biblediscoverytv.com. In Matthew chapter 28, beginning with verse 19, we are talking about Jesus Christ, referring to after his resurrection. And he says to the disciples, go therefore and make disciples. Make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. On this Beyond the Call, it is a privilege to have somebody who continues to teach and tell people what Jesus Christ said. Now, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, stay there because we're going to talk to him. Calvin Smith, good to have you here. Brother, always good to see you. So, Calvin, uh, what do you do? Well, my official title would be I'm the Executive Director for Answers in Genesis Canada. And, of course, Answers in Genesis being a Christian apologetics ministry dealing with uh, creation 
apologetics, creation, evolution, that whole debate, origins, but really the purpose of the ministry is really to uphold the authority of, of the Word of God. And uh, I just happen to be a Canadian, serving Canadians, and uh, yeah, I represent the ministry here in Canada. Answers in Genesis is an organization that has the Creation Science Museum in Creation the United Museum, States, yep. and also has the Ark Encounter. The Ark Encounter, yeah, it's incredible. And so the Canadian side, you're doing a lot of television. We are, yeah. Well, we're kind of a fledgling ministry in comparison to our U.S. Uh, <laughs> brethren, of course, and you you know both sides of the border, obviously Canada being a much smaller uh, Christian culture and uh, just population-wise to the U.S. But um, yeah, ever in, since the, the ministry got started, which was just, you know, just over five years ago now, um, obviously we don't have an ARC, we don't have a Christ Museum, all that stuff. We're just building our support because we're a separate you know, a charitable ministry here in Canada. But ever since the whole COVID uh, situation, of course, we switched to TV and video. And uh, of course, that was that was rooted in the fact that I met you years ago, you being involved in uh, this type of production for, for many, many years. And then, uh, you know, a different ministry I served in, you helping us out, getting getting stuff going. So it wasn't as much of a leap for me to get involved in the whole video production scheme as many people, of course, and it's been quite successful. So yeah, we've been. So when you say quite successful, you know, you talk about some of the places you're on, and you have almost a million hits. Well, what in the world? <laughs> yeah, well, there's various uh, platforms, of course, and we, we've got our own, you know, AIG Canada YouTube channel, and uh, we don't have a million views on on the Canadian channel, and yet the US channel, you know, will take some of our video content, put it on there. And yeah, we've got well over a million, 1.7 million views on some of the content we've put on there. Uh, TikTok, one of the staff recommended us, you know, try TikTok about a year ago, and I was very skeptical. I mean, Young Earth Creation Ministry on TikTok, 60 second videos, we've got over a million hits there. Um, we've got the, of course, the incredible Answers.TV streaming platform now, which just came into being, you know, during or right after COVID started, where the U.S. brought this into being. So now, you know, it's like Netflix or Amazon. You can, you know, it's a monthly subscription. Here in Canada, it's less than $7 a month. And of course, we built that subscriber base as well. And we provide a lot of content for the Answers.TV platform. What is, how do they, Answers.TV, is that how they, they go there and they can find out yeah, all about Yeah, you just that? go on the, you know, put in your browser, Answers.TV. And you'll go there, and uh, yeah, it's a streaming platform. Over twelve hundred, you know, different videos and new content being provided all the time, and you know, all faith, faith, faith affirming stuff, and good for parents and kids and stuff like that. You know, you know so fun. this is a good uh, website and a good place to go mm -hmm. for watching videos and doing things that, uh, if you're a homeschooler or if you're somebody who is interested in, it, because they're not going to get this in school, are they? Absolutely not. No, the uh, the secularists have commanded that platform many, many years, built by Christians and transformed by the world. For sure. So my question is at this point, you, you're you in your mid fifties and you're somebody who's uh, heavily involved in this now. And mm -hmm. we were at a convention a couple of years ago and uh, you were the head of uh, Answers in Genesis Canada, a very good convention. And um, let's go back, let's go back now. Sure. To previous of you ever knowing who God was. <laughs> Yeah. You have a total of how many children? How many siblings do you have? Well, siblings. Uh, I have five older brothers, one older sister. Uh, one of my brothers passed away last year, but yeah, I'm the I'm the baby of seven, so I'm. So you're the youngest I'm, one. I'm the little one. <laughs> okay, so you've got a lot of people there, and yeah. uh, now my my question is, your parents yeah. did they ever? 
tell you about the Lord? When I came uh, onto the scene, uh, the Bible, church, all that stuff, I, I just never saw any of it. And it was only till uh, up until I got a little older that I heard about the fact that many of my siblings experienced a, a time that was much different where my both my parents had been raised around religion, shall we say. They'd probably gone to church and stuff like that, especially my mom uh, being from Newfoundland. But they both kind of shied away from that. And then they got involved in the, in the Jehovah Witness uh, cult. And so they knew their Bibles, but by the time I had come along, they'd kind of rejected all that. And then later on in life, my dad came back to that and then rejected it again. Um, so no, the Bible was not held in high esteem. I simply went to public schools. Guess what they told me? Came from pond scum billions of years ago. Um, basically a very naturalistic outlook on life. Um, so by the time I was in my teens, the concept of God or religion or something like that just seemed, it seemed a little naive and childish to me, to be so, honest, because <clears throat> science had obviously shown evolution to be. You got, you're the youngest, you got a lot of brothers and, you know, sister, sister and all that sort yeah. of thing. But you don't have any training on God. You have no training on God. No. In fact, in some cases, you would make fun of people. Oh, God. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you learn through osmosis, the culture teaches you to, to mock God. And, and very interestingly, I would have a handful of, you know, things that I would throw at anybody, uh, you know, a Christian that would come along and say, well, you know, do you want to go to my youth group or do you want to go to a Bible study or something like that? And, you know, I wasn't like a Richard Dawkins type atheist and, you know, always attacking. But if they persisted, you know, kind of bugging me, then I would be like, look, you believe the Bible. You believe some story about some guy who got two of every animal on a boat and there are millions of species of animals on the planet. You know, I, or you don't believe in a talking snake, do you? Or, you know, whatever. How do you explain dinosaurs? I would hit them with these questions, which ironically are the same questions, of course, that the Answers in Genesis ministry um, answers for Christians and non-Christians because the culture is teaching people to mock the authority of the Word of God, especially in, in the seedbed of all doctrines, which is Genesis. So the questions that you would uh, load them up with, yeah. And that they seemed to be unable to answer. Yeah, and they the were unable to answer for the most part. So they were unable to answer where did the dinosaurs come from? They were unable to answer the question about the ark, the question about Noah, all of that. They, they just yeah. didn't want to answer. Well, brother, I, I'm still finding most Christians cannot answer those questions. Hence the reason for the, the purpose for the Answers in Genesis ministry. As a matter of fact, um, most pastors can't answer those questions, I've, I've learned. Um, remember being at a at a pastor's conference when the, the Answers in Genesis ministry started uh, over five years ago, you know, pastor's conference, I'm manning the Answers in Genesis booth, you know, for resources and stuff. And so in between, you know, speaking engagements, they would come along and pastors, well, what do you, what do you guys do? What's Answers in Genesis? And you'd tell them, you know, apologetics ministry. And so after the first day, I was getting tired of telling my spiel. And this pastor came over and he's like, so what do you guys do? And I said, here's what we do. Pastor, it's Sunday morning. And I'm 15, I'm in your youth group, and I walk over to you and say, hey, Pastor, how do you explain dinosaurs in the Bible? And he looked at me and he goes, oh, okay. I said, no, no, no. I said, go ahead, let's, let's role play. I've just asked you the question. I said, that's what we do. We answer the questions that they're asking, because if you don't answer them, the world is going to give them answers. And that's been the challenge for many, many years now, is the Christian church has not given answers to the questions the world repeatedly 
asks over and over again. That's why if I do a conference and we do a Q&A session, I get the same questions from Christians that I get from non-Christians. How do you explain the dinosaurs and what about carbon dating? And you know, how do you explain the different races of Adam and Eve? We all come from Adam and Eve and, and millions of years is a fact and science and evolution. They're all the same questions because the world is generating them. Christians are inundated with them. For the most part, they're not getting answers. So these, these questions that you yeah. threw at them before you were before you had any knowledge of God at all, before mm -hmm. Jesus Christ was any more than a name to you, these are questions you would love at them. And then how yeah. would you react when they couldn't answer? You enjoyed that, didn't well, you? Well, I definitely enjoyed it. And it's just like uh, Proverbs says, I became wise in my own eyes. You know, the, the scripture says, answer the fool according to his folly, or he will become wise in his own eyes. So they just affirmed what I always believed. Christians are basically, I don't mean this, in a mean way, but I thought this back then. They're, they're kind of dumb. They just believe what they believe because their parents told them that's what they believe. And, you know, if you grew up in India, you'd be a Hindu. If you grew up in North America, you'd probably be a Christian because that's just what gets taught. And so I, I just had this idea of, of Christians as being non-intellectual, kind of just naive people. They obviously didn't understand science. If they just read a good science textbook, they'd understand that evolution was a fact. And therefore, we have a way of, of explaining everything without God. And so, yeah, it wasn't until I actually had someone stand up to me and answered me according to my folly and that we'll I talk even about re that. reconsidered it. We'll talk about that coming up next. But what I want to do is yeah. uh, I want people to understand that they're not able to answer the questions. That's what Answers in Genesis does. We'll tell you how to get to Answers in Genesis and all of that. But it's important that you hear the second part of this. So stay there as we continue with Beyond the Call with Calvin Smith. Answers in Genesis Canada, which is a great ministry. Um, I strongly recommend it, and uh, we'll tell you how to get a hold of it in just a moment. A program experience delivering what God is saying to the human race today. Reading the Bible from cover to cover, we learn how God spoke to the people in the past, speaks about the future, and shows us how to react and respond to the difficulties and discovering of our lives today. Bible Discovery TV is a program hosted by the Hembry family as they uncover the meaning of God's message to planet Earth. To discover the meaning of God's Word and how the Lord is speaking to us today, visit Bible Discovery TV at BibleDiscoveryTV.com. That's BibleDiscoveryTV.com. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Think about that. And as we think about that, we're here with Calvin Smith uh, from Answers in Genesis. Calvin, you we've established the fact that you were not a Christian. Mm -hmm. You were not raised in a Christian home. Right. Uh, you're, the only knowledge of any kind of God thing was Jehovah's Witnesses. And then at the same time, um, you made fun of Christians who didn't have answers right. about the dinosaurs and all of that. So those answers to the questions 
didn't really affect you until you were challenged. Now, tell us about that moment you were challenged. You were what, 26 years old, something like that? Yeah, well, I was, I was 25 and I got invited to uh, hear a, a gentleman speak. You know, it was this non-denominational Sunday service or whatever. And the only reason I went is because I knew him casually from business and I actually respected the man. I knew he was a highly intelligent person. He'd had uh, medical training. He'd read Origin of Species, et cetera. And so I said, okay, I'll go into this, this meeting. And my perception of what was going to happen is he was going to be pounding the pulpit. And, you know, my, my only understanding of Christianity was what I'd seen on Christian television. And to be honest, at that time, you know, uh, I wasn't impressed. Um, big hair and cheesy smiles and all this stuff. And um, he did, well, I didn't know what the term would be at the time, but he did a lot of apologetics. And he talked about the story of evolution. And he talked about some of the absurdity of the story of evolution and gave some pretty cogent arguments, which I had never heard before in my life. I mean, I'd only ever heard one side and never had anyone actually challenge evolution. And I did not walk out of that service as a Christian, but I walked out of there as a doubter to the story of evolution because I've always been a pretty linear thinker and he really, you know, poked a couple of big how, holes How old it. was he, Russ? How old was he? Probably mid thirties. So here's know. a guy who's mid thirties, you're a guy who's 25. Mm -hmm. And you hear this and he's providing the answers that for years you've said to Christians they can't do. And now he's talking to you about doubting well, yeah. evolution, pond scum. Yeah. And so, you know, people think of that as, a, well, he, he did share the gospel. But at the time, it was just like I was dealing with, with evolution. And I think that comes down to the fact that, you know, here in Hebrews 11, 6, those who come to him must come to him by faith. But there's a clause there, must believe he exists. So this was like this one-two punch, right? He, he, he crashes my, my foundation in the belief in the story of evolution. Because up to that point, you talk to me about God. I'm like, dude, you just don't understand science. We know where we come from. We don't need gods to explain this stuff. So during the next year, I was much more open to the concept of God now. Because if evolution is not true, what's the only option? God. It's either creation or evolution. There is no third option. And so a year later, I was invited to hear the same guy speak again. And this time, the first time I showed up, I had a clipboard and you know, I was very, you know, you know, very uh, skeptical. This time I was much more open. And so although he did apologetics again, apologetics don't, doesn't save anybody, right? It just knocks down barriers and it destroys stumbling blocks. So now I was open to hearing the gospel and he gave a very clear presentation. Sin, you know, lying, stealing, you know, blasphemy, all the, you know. Adultery, even in your heart. Jesus brought the bar up on that one, right? And uh, and I was sitting there and I just felt conviction come upon me. I mean, I I knew I didn't want people to lie to me, but it's like, have you ever lied to somebody? Yeah, you know. And, and so conviction and came that, up. That's how you describe conviction as you felt. I knew I was a sinner. No problem. I, I, I acknowledged it. And so he said, if there's a God, you know, actually he gave a, a very interesting analogy I've used ever since when somebody asked me. He said, picture this, the day you're born, an invisible camera comes into being and it starts recording everything you do, you say, what, you know, all those things you do when you don't think anybody's watching. And he said, it, it's like when you die, you stand before God and God's, you know, I was taking it personally at this point. So it's like, you know, you stand there and, and God, God's like, hey, Cal, how you doing? Good to see you. What we're going to do is take the video from this camera here and we're going to sit down on this warm, comfy couch and we're going to watch your life in intimate detail and see if you're good enough to be with me in eternity. And I'm sitting there going, like picturing this, you know, the, the God of the universe. I knew what I'd done. 
up to that point. I wouldn't want to do that with my mom, let alone God, right? And he said, but if you're a Christian, it's like at that point, Jesus comes along and says, no, Father, play the video of my life instead as a substitute for him, the perfect, sinless son of God, and judge my life in substitute of his. And that was the first time I had any inkling of who Jesus was. Um, now you're up, introduced to the Son of God, Jesus. Well, up to that point, Jesus was a swear word. And so I accepted Christ as my Savior. And uh, how, how did that happen? How did you do that? Did he give an altar call? What happened? Um, he, he did. But I mean, at that point, I, I understood. I'd already felt conviction. I'd already admitted my sin. And, and now he presents the Savior. And so, yeah, he, he said, you know, typical thing you'd hear at a service. And I don't remember the exact thing, but I, I accepted Christ as my savior. I remember coming home to my apartment in Cambridge, Ontario, when I was you know, living at the time. I had two things. I had a Bible someone gave me and I had this tract. It said three steps. What just happened? I remember sitting in my tub reading this thing. What just happened? Because I was like, what just happened? I, I, it was so hard for me to understand the conversion experience. No church history. Hadn't read the Bible. You know, never gone to a service or anything like this. And so I just started reading the Bible. And I always joke with people and said, guess where I started reading? Genesis. Because it's a book and that's the beginning. And so I started reading and I literally went from being, oh, yeah, God doesn't exist and blah, 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 to, oh, wow, God created in six days and rested on the seventh. I guess that's the way he did it because this is the authority of the word of God. That's the renewing of your mind. I just was like, okay, well, this is God's word. Then this, then this is the truth. Um, so I was very surprised when I finally got integrated into church, church culture and, and so on, especially getting involved in ministry later on and finding that there were many Christians who did not hold to the authority of the word of God in Genesis, because that is the seedbed of all Christian doctrines. Genesis yeah. 1 to 11. Exactly. You know, why is marriage uh, one man and one woman? Genesis 1 to 11. Why is there death and suffering in the world? Genesis 1 to 11. Why do you need a savior? Genesis 1 to 11. You know, how many genders are there? Genesis 1 to 11. All these things that we see in culture that the church is fighting against, if you want to stand on the authority of the word of God and say, well, I believe in traditional marriage, how do you support that biblically? You can, you can quote Jesus. Have you not read that God created male and female in the beginning? Da, 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 da. You can quote Jesus, but what is Jesus quoting? He's quoting Genesis verbatim as true, real history. There was a first man, Adam. There was a first woman named Eve. If, if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me as the authority of the word of God. This is really the message of, of the Answers in Genesis ministry. So you come to Answers in Genesis, uh, you know, after a couple of things. You were a pastor once, a youth pastor. I was a youth pastor, yeah. Um, and uh, really, I cut my teeth on the whole apologetics ministry when I, I just served at my church and, and did a small group Bible study at the University of Guelph for five years. And so all these young people coming to our church, they were going to university and we did this on-site Bible study and apologetics was the number one thing we were dealing with. So I had to go learn all these answers for these young people because they had a lot of questions they were getting from their professors and, and these challenges they had. And then after that, I actually uh, got exposed to a DVD by Ken Ham. It was an hour and 15 minute long presentation called Reclaiming the Culture. And that was the resource that the Lord used to just convince me like I have to dedicate my life to to, you know, apologetics and defending the word of God. And, and I didn't understand the terms at the time, but that was what he used to just- Establishing the authority of the word and, of God. Yeah. And I, I was just like, I have to do this. I have to get out into churches, youth groups, whatever it takes, 
and uh, I just started speaking on the, on the topic. Yeah. And so that's what you're doing today. Yes. And tell us, mm -hmm. where can we find answers in Genesis Canada? Where can we find answers in Genesis around the world? Right. Well, just, you know, whatever country you're in, if you put in uh, answersingenesis.org, it will, if you're in Canada, it will reroute you to answersingenesis.ca and you'll see my uh, my smiling face <laughs> on the front page and all of the resources that come with that because it's a phenomenal ministry. Um, videos, articles, um, you know, the, the resources we have in terms of, um, uh, you know, different types of curriculum we have, you know, Answers Bible Curriculum. We're one of the top three Bible uh, curriculum providers on the planet. Tons and tons and tons of resources for people to access. So if pastors or if people who are, would have a hard time answering these questions are still having that hard time, which most people will. Right. Uh, they can go to answersingenesis.org. Answersingenesis.ca uh, here in Canada. You'll get all the contact information. And basically what we, we, our main goal for churches is to equip them through conferences. So we can come in and do like a one day, you know, uh, um, conference or typically a two day conference is what we'll do and do about a six session, two day conference and really get people equipped and, and provide. And that's the really the starting point of this revolution of what's really, it's not a revolution, it's just a reintroducing of the authority of God's word, Genesis one through 11. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me on. <laughs> and I, I do want to tell you that if Answers in Genesis, if you want to get Answers in Genesis, go to answersingenesis.org, wherever you're in Europe, or in the United States, South Africa, or South America, wherever you want, go to answersingenesis.org and it will take you to the place where you can get these answers. And I, I need to tell you that this is an important ministry and you should go there. So thank you so much for being with us, Calvin. Hey brother, thank you. All right, talk to you later. God bless. The Bible Discovery Guide takes you through pages of the most important book that you will ever read. It is the Word of God. Through careful exploration and thoughtful insight, we uncover the truths presented in the Bible. For your sample copy, write to P.O. Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 15668 that's Bible Discovery, P.O. Box 150, Murraysville, Pennsylvania, 15668-0150. In Canada, write to Bible Discovery, P.O. Box 456, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W5G2. That's Box 456, Orangeville, Ontario, L9W5G2. Or simply go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com. It's amazing how that God himself can make such a difference in somebody's life that literally it totally changes the direction of where he's going. As a young man who was against God and coming up against Christians and telling them to a man who now teaches them how to respond to people who are doing the same. And I want to tell you something, you can come to know Jesus Christ right now. You simply pray and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe you came 2,000 years ago and you died on the cross. 
but I also believe that you rose from the dead miraculously. And I need you to change my heart. I, I'm a sinner. I need you to take my life and substitute your life for mine. And help me, Father, because today I need to become somebody who is right with you. In Jesus' wonderful name. And all of us said together, make it so, which is another word or another saying for Amen.